Hey there, friend. How are you doing today? I am so glad you decided to join me because I wanted to talk to you a little bit about downward spirals. And basically downward spirals are when you have a negative thought and then another negative thought, and then it starts just thought after thought after thought, and it just takes you down and you start spiraling towards that drain, right? This little formula has helped me so many times over the years because I used to get stuck in that spiral and just go down and down and down. It's just like get lower and lower and lower. And you know, sometimes when you get stuck in those spirals, it's very hard to get out of. I can say this for the great authority and from personal experience. So you ready to get going? You're ready to find out what this formula is? It's helped me a lot and I hope it can help you too. So let's do this, all right. Hey there, welcome to the Easy Aging Show. My name is Michelle Zavala and I'm your Easy Aging Expert. This is a place to help you navigate midlife with grace and ease, whether you want to get clear on your purpose, find your joy, rediscover your identity, or just get unstuck from where you are right now. If you're ready for a lighthearted approach and fun-sized actions to help you get your groove back, no matter what's going on in this world of ours, you're definitely in the right place. So grab a cup of joe or a glass of the red and kick back, because your glory days are just getting started. Hey there, Easy Agers. Before I get started today, I wanted to invite you to become an Easy Aging Insider. And what that means is you will be the first to have access to the new episodes. You'll get special offers, you'll get free trainings, free Q&As, and a whole lot more. So if you are not already on my mailing list, go to theeasyagingshow.com and sign up today so you don't miss out, okay? So today we're going to be talking about how a simple formula can help you stop downward spirals after 40. Oh my goodness, think about it. When all those times, I don't know about you, but this whole downward spiral of thought caught me way back in my 20s. So let me let me tell you, give you an example of how that worked for me. <laughs> and let me tell you what not to do, but I think it's happened to all of us. So I'm just gonna give you an example of where I was back in my 20s, okay? I had gotten my first big corporate gig as a public relations specialist. And this is what I had studied in school. I had my Bachelor of Journalism degree and I had a specialization in PR and I was so excited. I, you know, I had worked for other companies, smaller companies and had fun there, but to work for a big corporation, is like, oh my goodness, this is so great. So like all corporations, I was gonna say like any corporation, but actually pretty much like all corporations, the word reorganization comes up pretty regularly. So this particular corporation would transfer people in and out to have a well-rounded team of PR professionals. So in this latest round of musical chairs, I got assigned to an older gentleman. He was kind of a toughened news reporter. You know, he was the guy, you know, smoking the cigar with the hat and the little card that says press, you know, he was, ah, you know, he was that guy. He was really gruff. He was kind of difficult to talk to and I couldn't read him. I couldn't figure him out at all. I didn't even know if he liked me or not. And that made me really, really nervous. Because when I think about it, I think the best way to describe him is Walter Matthau. I'm thinking Walter Matthau, grumpy old man. Do you remember that show? <laughs> he was, he was a bit of a curmudgeon. And so I would be doing my work and la 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 la, doing my little PR stuff. I was gonna make sure that we had everything together for our PR activities, whether it was worth the media or community relations or whatever we were doing. And I was so excited and I was doing my work. And then all of a sudden a head would pop up over the wall of my cube. You know, all I could see was from the chin to the top of his head <laughs> and he wouldn't smile 
smile or anything, he would say, hey, Michelle, come by my office before the end of the day. And he'd walk off. Well, as a 20-something, obviously, this just struck fear in my heart. And I immediately went to, you know, air quote, the bad place. I started this downward spiral of thought, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what's he going to tell me? Why does he want to see me? What does I need? What did I do? What did I mess up? Did I mess something up? What did I do? Okay, no, I think that was okay. Okay, where did I mess up? Oh my gosh, what if he demotes me? What if he yells at me? What if he fires me? I mean, this spiral just went cha-chung, cha-chung. And I went from having a great day to the pits of despair in less than a millisecond. As I kept doing this, every time he talked to me, I was just filled with dread. And I don't know. I know I just had a lot of fear of him. I don't know whether it was a fear of authority, a fear of, I'm not sure, maybe a fear of cranky old men. I have no idea. So I would get my nerve up and I'd, I'd walk down to his office just trying to breathe deeply so I didn't hyperventilate. And I would walk in there just praying he did not see the armpit stains that were down to my waist because I was so nervous. I was sweating so much, you know, in a real shaky voice. I'd say, hey, hey, hey. I was trying to be cool, you know. Hey, you, you, uh, you wanted to see me? Uh, he goes, what? Oh yeah, wait. Oh yeah, that's right. We need to set up a press conference for the president and blah, blah, blah. blah. And he would just take off. After all that stress, all that dread, all that worry, all that anxiety I had put up on myself, all he wanted to do was call me in to start another project. (laughs) I let my thoughts get the best of me. And they didn't happen just once. It happened over and over and over again until I finally got to know him. And he was that guy that was really tough on the outside, but he was a big squishy teddy bear inside. And I ended up liking him a whole lot once I relaxed. Once I realized I I didn't need to be afraid of him. He was not doing anything to me. I was the one doing things to me because I would get into that downward spiral of thought, but he wasn't doing anything. He was just being himself. That's just who he was, you know? This is just one example of how downward spirals can just take over our lives. I mean, I immediately went to the bad place. I had one bad thought, then another, then another. Get myself into a tizzy over a story that I made up in my head. And of course I couldn't leave it there. I had to give it a really unhappy ending. And then I put it on a silver platter and handed it to myself like it was the truth. And none of it had even happened yet. Have you ever done this? I mean, actually, I don't know why I'm asking the question. I know we've all done this at some point in our lives. Just get caught on one thought and then another and another. And we just go into that downward spiral of thought. When we worry or we get anxious or we feel dread about something, it's generally based in a fear about something that may happen. It hasn't happened yet, but we make up all these stories in our heads, right? And that's what creates the downward spiral of thought. When was the last time you worried about something? Was it something that had already happened? Or were you just worrying about what might happen? Because whether we admit it or not, knowing is better than not knowing. It's the not knowing that leaves us up in the air and kind of takes the ground out from underneath us. It's the not knowing that just puts that thing in your stomach and the, you know, you just can't sleep and because you're worried about it. It's the not knowing that keeps us in this real iffy place. And when we're in this iffy place, that's when our imaginations start running. That's when we start creating these crazy stories. That's when we start thinking of all the horrible things that can happen. So that's why it's important when we start these downward spirals, we need to have a way to stop ourselves from creating these outlandish stories that just don't benefit us. One way to stop the spiral is to understand that within every situation, you have options. 
I mean, granted, there may be consequences with some of those options, but when push comes to shove, you always have an option. And having options is freeing. It calms you down. It lets you think clearly. For example, if I'm listening to someone complain about their job, they don't do this and they do that and blah, 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 blah. And they just say, I just really don't like it there. I'm not happy there. I just really don't like my job. They go on and on and on. And then they look at me like I have three heads when I say, well, if you don't like it, quit. <gasps> what? If you don't like your job, if you're not happy there, find a new job and quit. Oh, oh, Michelle, you don't understand. Oh, I do understand. I understand that you don't like your job and you'd be happier somewhere else. Oh, but M Michelle, I can't. I can't. Why not? Who says? I mean, you're a grown-up now. You don't have to stay there if you don't want to. Oh, but Michelle, I mean, you don't understand. There's just so many benefits and I have X number of vacation days and blah, blah, blah. So you can't match those benefits anywhere else? And there's always a pause. I say, well, well, probably not. The fact that you're saying probably not means that you haven't even checked into it. You have an option right in front of you and you haven't done anything. You have not exercised any options at all. Not yet anyway, because understanding that you have options moves you from a downward spiral into possibility. You know, when I say to people, well, quit, find a new job that can match the benefits and a place where you'll be happy. I know that sounds simplistic, but I'm simply saying it just to point out that options exist. Knowing these options exist and there's something bigger out there helps us dramatically. I mean, at that point, you know, somebody may get mad at me and say, oh, Michelle, just, I can't believe she said that. And then maybe a, about an hour or two later, they're going, huh, maybe I should update my resume. You know, I could call a headhunter. Oh, you know, I had lunch with George the other day and he was saying that his company was hiring, so I need to give him a call too. And then we start getting an action plan. Then we start thinking, hey, maybe this, hey, maybe that. Because knowing we have options, whether we like the option or not, isn't really the point. The point is you have options. Honestly, for a lot of us, these downward spirals are a habit we don't even know that we have. It just becomes our go-to action when things are up in the air, when we're not sure what's going to happen next. Okay, so here's a three-step formula for you when you find yourself in a situation and you're noticing you're taking downward spirals of thought, okay? Grab a sheet of paper and a pen along with a timer. So the first step is... You're going to set your timer for two minutes. And during this two minutes, you are going to write down all your fears, anxieties, dreads, worst case scenarios, everything negative about this particular situation that has you spiraling. And the important thing is you're going to write as fast as you can. If you repeat things, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Just keep the pen moving across the page for two minutes. The goal of this is to get you to pour everything onto the page. All that negativity, all that fear, all that blech. You know, you just want to get it out of your head and onto the page so it's in one little place. Otherwise, these thoughts are going to be running all over your mind. They're going to be hiding out in little recesses and little cubby holes in your mind and come up at inappropriate times. And we don't want that. It's like herding cats if they're up, up in your brain. But what you want is once you see them and they're concrete and you can touch them and you can read them, then you're going to be able to take control of them. Number two, review your list. You know, it's kind of nice to be able to look at this list objectively. When I do this, <laughs> I generally experience two things. First, 
I'm generally embarrassed because when I look at all the silly, ridiculous, outlandish things that I've come up with in my head, oh my goodness, it's so silly. And I look at them, I go, well, that won't happen and that'll never happen and that's not going to happen. In my head, it all made sense. And when I put it down and look at it objectively, it makes no sense at all. And it just helps me take control back. And you're going to like that. You're going to like being able to take some control back from these crazy thoughts that were running through your head. The second thing you may notice is some patterns. Most of us have two to three areas that we run to immediately. They're kind of our go-to areas. So as you do this exercise more and more, you're going to notice some areas that trigger you. And when you become more aware of what triggers you, then you can start making some changes to that. Okay? So that's number two. And number three, you're going to set the timer again for two minutes and you're going to write as fast as you can, but this time you're going to write out all your options. Now these options can be realistic or ridiculous. It doesn't matter because no one is going to see this list but you. So just go nuts on this part if you want. <laughs> and ask yourself some really good questions. All right, so if this situation goes in direction A, what am I going to do? How am I going to handle this? And it's really interesting, when you ask yourself good questions like that, your brain is automatically going to start coming up with the steps. You're going to come up with like a mini action plan right away. And that again is going to help you feel more in control and help you take back some of your power. The best thing about using this formula when you feel yourself going into a downward spiral, you're going to be able to take responsibility early on. You're going to slow down or even stay out of any of these spirals anymore. It's, you're going to have a more positive outlook. And when you have a brighter outlook, you're going to open yourself up to possibilities. Just knowing that you have options will help you think up even more options and more solutions. And one of those, maybe a number of those, are going to be exactly what you're looking for, okay? So to recap, the formula is number one, write down all your fears, all your anxieties, all the negative stuff. Just dump it out onto the page. Number two, review your list. And number three, write down as fast as you can all of your options. Because as you write those options, you're going to think of more options and more solutions. And who knows, you may have this solved in one quick exercise. All right? So that's it for today. Again, a reminder, get on my insiders list at theeasyagingshow.com. And until next time, peace, love, and blessings to you and yours. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, it's me again. If this podcast has encouraged or inspired you in some way, I would be honored if you would leave a written review of the show on Apple Podcasts. This is the stuff that makes me oh so very, very happy. So thank you in advance for doing this for me. Also, I would love it if you would screenshot this or your review and share it in your Facebook feed. Then you can tag me at the Michelle Zavala. And then, of course, I always want to hear from you. So let's connect through my free Facebook group. Just look for it under Easy Aging Within Facebook, or you can DM me. I'll see you back here soon. Until next time, have a refreshing and peaceful day.